I was just told to get started, so here we go. Man, isn't this cool? This is outstanding. So if I get real excited, just uh, bear with me. Because uh, the, the presence of the Lord is in this house and has already moved me forward once and it's probably going to move me forward again here in just a minute. But I was asked today if uh, I would just come and share about Don't Look Back. And uh, when I share about Don't Look Back, I'm sharing about you. Because without you, there would not be a Don't Look Back, right? Without the family, everything that I'm fixing to uh, give as a testimony will be uh, phrased with the word we, because you see, it's we that do it. It's we that go. It's we that share, right? Every time I go into jail, every time I go into prison, we go. Because you guys are a part of this. And everything that we do, it's evident in the shirts that are floating around here right now. And that's outstanding. But you know what? Being a child of the Most High God, I got to pray. And two, I got to read some word. I know they asked me not to preach, but I got to read a little word. So let's pray. Father... I'm so thankful, Lord, for your love for us. I'm thankful, God. It's not about what I did, didn't do, or will do. It's about who you are. And Lord, I give you all praise today. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the empowerment that we walk in because of what you've done in us. You've changed us, Lord. And I pray if there's one person in this place today that has not experienced that change, they will today. They'll experience the change today. They'll ask Jesus to come into their heart and they will be changed because I am a changed man. I no longer walk the way I used to I walk in a new life, and it's only because of you, Lord. So I give you praise, honor, and glory. I ask you, Lord, to help me, guide me in all that I say. I ask that every eye and ear be open to what you're saying and let the rest go away. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. So to start with some scripture, I'm gonna read three verses if that's okay. Because these three verses are important to me. Of course, I'm not gonna be able to see them. Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, 19. All authority, yes, I do. <laughs> Let's do that. We can read it together. You know, first of all, can everybody read? No, I learned. No, I learned this. I went for a year. I probably already shared this with you guys, but I went for a year or two going into jail and the prison sharing Christianity 101 and, of course, reading material. And every time I'd go in for the first year, I'd ask, can you read? Did I share this already? I asked, Did, can you read? And after a while, I just quit asking. So these guys were coming through, and uh, this, young, this young man came through, and his name was Tiny. You know what Tiny means. He came through 101. He went through 201. He got into our school of leaders. And one day he says, uh, I don't know how to read. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how did you get all the way through 101 with questions, 201? And they helped me. The people come up beside him. The other inmates came up beside him and helped him. Helped him to read. One day in 301, I'm sitting, I got my head down. I said, okay, who's reading today? Because in 301, they begin to lead. Right? It's discipleship. You start being led, you lead, then you lead, then you follow, right? So I said, who would like to read? And I had my head down and someone started reading. And I was like, that's tiny. They had got up beside him and taught him 
how to read. Dude, can you imagine? Can imagine someone getting out of prison, coming out to a world that can't stand them. Don't mean that bad. There is no grace in the world. There's grace in the kingdom. Coming out and one can't read, walking in shame, and nobody really cares. That's the way they feel, right? It's not that they, people care or not. In shame. What does shame do to a man? Shame makes a man go do things he really wouldn't do otherwise. I was there. I know what shame does to a person. Right? And so Tiny, in his starting to read, completely changed his life. And today, man, he's a walking testimony of everything that we're about. Because our whole deal is to go in, share the gospel, and see people's lives changed. Right? Because the life cannot be changed without Jesus. It ain't going to happen. People can fake it, act like it, do whatever they want to do, but it won't last. Nothing will last without Jesus. And we don't look back and what we're doing by going into jails yesterday morning. We're going to skip the scriptures. Yesterday morning, I went into the jail and we shared with some gentlemen. We were talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you know, some people have been taught against, some people haven't been taught, some people this, that, and the other thing. But as I'm sharing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this gentleman says, hey, I want that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In the, right there in the pot, or right there in the, in the library, they got handcuffs on, yeah. sitting in the library, and he goes, I want that now. And so we began to lay hands on him. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit, began to show evidence, man. And we're, I was on, man, I was on the cloud. Yeah. And then last night I got to go to the prison and I'm in the prison and I'm in there preaching about the heart. And as I'm sharing about the heart, two gentlemen stood up and said, I need Jesus. Amen. They asked, they, it wasn't like, hey, is anybody in here like to meet Jesus? Please, please, I, I, I wish you would meet Jesus. No, these guys stood up and said, that's missing. I need Jesus. And they accepted Jesus right there. And will their lives be changed? Absolutely. Because I believe once we accept Jesus, then that hard heart that we walk around with, there's one or two in here right now. I can see it. There's hard hearts. And that hard heart cannot be opened by nothing other than the key of Jesus Christ. That's it. You can, you can get all the money you want. You can have all the women you want. You can do all the things that there is in this world to do. But with a hard heart, everything you do and everything you say comes out of your heart. And with don't look back, man, all we're doing is sharing a changed heart. Every one of us, every volunteer shares a changed heart, Right? compassion for another person. And you're, in a, you're a part of that. And I, I want to thank you so much because the house is being finished. We're in the midst of that. We had a two and a half month battle with the water. God overcame. Amen. Right? They laid, my, they laid the meter in last week. So now we got water. You know, it's kind of hard to have a house without water. They used to do it, but we don't want to do that today. In fact, here's something I got to say about that. If we keep running the Lord off, we ain't going to have no water. You're going to be outside using an outdoor toilet. Why? Because without God, we always go backwards. Look at it, man. Look at any society that kicked. Man, where am I going with this? I'm not supposed to be preaching. But look at any society that has run God off. Where are they at? 
Where are they at? Let's don't run the Lord off. Let's get him in the midst. And as we get him in the midst, it doesn't matter what they're doing out there. I don't care what laws they make. I don't care. I don't care who the president is. I know who God is. And God is on the throne. God's running everything. He is not lacking. He's not coming up short. And he's doing in this ministry right here what he said he would do. He's going into jails and prisons and seeing the captives set free. And that's all there is to it. It ain't about me. It's about nobody else. It's about the fact that the power of the Holy Spirit goes before us and reaches into hearts and changes them. And guess what? The evidence of him is seen like this. Not like this. And most of the freaking church is like this right here. Oh, I just hope I can make it. Come on, man. We have been set free from the captive of the enemy. The enemy had us. I don't know about you, but I was in hell. People talk about going to hell. I was in hell and I got set free. And if I got set free from hell, I need to put a smile on. I need people to see him in me when I walk. And that's what they see. With don't look back. When we walk into jail, we walk in with a smile. Last word that will be said by anybody that's with me is a word bad. I will not allow, we don't call people bad. People have made bad decisions, right? But what we do is begin to explain to them how good they really are. How good God made them. How wonderful and beautiful every person is to God. And with Don't Look Back, we get an opportunity to do that every week. Three times a week, we go into Rogers County Jail and we share the gospel through discipleship track. People take a track, they share their life through it, and they give the discipleship. We see people come to Jesus. We see people get delivered. Man, I've seen whole rooms of folks get delivered in an instant. Bam! Why? Because that's what God wants to do. And he wants to do it in here, in this place. Why? So that he will be seen outside of this place. Right? And I'm going to ask you, when I'm quitting right now, I'm about done. We got the house, we got the jail, we got the prison, getting to go into other facilities, get the opportunity here shortly to go into a facility that I was in when I was a child called Bowley. I was there for three years as a child. They treated us well. Set me up. We're going to go back in there and share Jesus. We're going to set them up, right? Set them up. Set them up. But I'm going to ask you one thing as I'm finishing here. Next week, I am going to come in here and preach. And I'm going to ask you to get somebody off the street and bring them in here. I'm going to ask you to bring that person that you gave up on, even if you have to sit across the room from them, bring them in. Even the one you hate, bring them in. Not that we're supposed to hate, but hey, I'm trying to be real here. Right? Even the one that you don't care about no more, bring them. God's got something to tell them. Next week, is that okay? Can you do that? Yeah. So we cool? Yeah. I didn't preach too much, did I? Don't look back, it's kicking it. Because why? We're not looking back. We're going forward, Amen. right? I've not yet attained it, but one thing I don't do, I don't worry about yesterday. I love that. The house right now needs, we're finishing up, that we're getting into the tile and uh, we're putting up the trim. The guys already purchased all the trim. Of course, the texture and all that's been done. So we're looking at paint. But uh, as far as the house, man, I've got two and a half storage units full of stuff. 
I mean, people have given things. I'm like, what? Leather recliners and automatics. And this lady called me, said, you need a TV? And I'm thinking, yeah, we'll take your little TV. I went over to the house, man. It's a big 52 hanging on the wall, man. Brand new. Here, take that off the wall and go take it and put it with them guys. Uh, here's a prayer request I have, though, if that's okay. The house is getting to the end, but there's a need for men's uh, clothing and stuff like that. I know in my heart that there's going to be a men's shop in Claremore in Rogers County to, to give clothing to men coming out of prison, to dress them, set them up, and get them out there, right? And I'm not, I just want your prayer towards that. Can we have that? Just your prayer towards that because, man, again, it goes back to shame. It does. There's people sitting in here right now with shame on them. And you need to let that go. It's not yours. Next week, I'll tell you who it came from. If you'll come hang out. Right? So my desire today is to have your prayer towards the finishing of the house. We're getting there. And I will be inviting you all to come before it's open and do a good walkthrough. Uh, the right now, the need of the house, the greatest need of the house right now would be uh, 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 bedding or beds. I need some beds. I need some bed frames. I've got bedding. There's a church in follow that's buying all the bedding. I need a mattress and frame. And uh, what is it, the smallest one, twin? I need four of those. Four. Four twin beds. And all I want is a metal frame. I don't need nothing fancy. Is that Okay. Is that good? You ask? There, you got it. Construction-wise, we're like I said, we're into paint, but I'm visiting with a lady that's going to put the right colors on the wall. No, we don't want red, right? We don't want anything. We want something that's going to be inviting, not create chaos. Uh, later, I would like to, if I could invite you over for a paint day, that would be great. So painting's cool. <laughs> so anyway, the house is in a, in a good, it's in good shape right now. Like I said, the water just got laid in. I've got to get it into the house. Uh, pl plumber's coming out to get my water heater in, which is a whole other deal. And uh, I think that's about it. So money dollar-wise, what do you, are you have? Any dollars, but uh, <laughs> any dollars would be wonderful. But yeah, because she's supposed to be selling this other side. No, because I'm... I'm just up here to be, uh, yeah, a spokesperson for, hey, God is great, right? God is good. He's doing some stuff that I never thought possible. And next week, I'd like to share with you, man, uh, concerning if you'll get some people in here. I don't care if they just smoke some weed that morning. Get them in the here. They need to come. I don't care what they've done. I've been up all night drunk. Get them in here. Right? Bring them. Why? Because they can be set free on the way out. Right? Because I came from all that mess, and if I can stand up here 25 years later, God is faithful. He's faithful. And if we can just get them to walk in the door enough, God will take everything off of them, and they'll be just fine. Is that cool? So here comes my wife. She's going to share. Jules is going to share with you and I'll give you an opportunity to hear some testimony. Uh, I do have to share one other thing real quick. Come on up. You're beautiful. Uh, I think it was last Wednesday night, Wednesday go week, they had a men's dinner here. And uh, there was a young man that was with me. And uh, he went through Christianity 101 
Discipleship 201 and school leaders in the prison. He got out of prison, went to his home church, started 101 again, went through the whole thing again, right? And is now teaching in the church in Tahlequah. That is a testimony, right? And we got several like that. The people have just come out, grabbed it, and walked with it. Why? Because God will do everything that he said he would do. Drugs are not too big for God. Addiction is not too big for God. Nothing's too big for the God we serve. But doubt will put a hurt on it. Is that right or wrong? So if you don't mind, I'd like to pray right quick because I feel doubt. I feel it in this room. Is that okay? So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you to take this little feeble mind that we have and change it. That it would be as big as what you made it to be. No, there would be no doubt. It's not about this world. It's not about the things. It's about the person sitting next to me. Lord, if I have doubt in me, what do I have for them? So I ask you to break that off of us today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that not one of us walks out of here doubting who you are in us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. That was Kenny he was talking about. Anybody meet Kenny that night at the men's center? Kenny, yeah. Um, So I just wanted to share a little bit about what the ladies that we minister to and with at Rogers County Jail. We haven't gotten any prisons yet, but we hope to. Uh, the one we're trying to get into has so many programs that they don't have a time slot to let us come in. They're so full. Because it seems like people want to minister to the women a little bit more than the men. <laughs> or, and there's a lot more men in prison too. But anyways, um, this last, uh, since I've spoken here last, we've had lots of women come through 101 in, in the jail. And we do that every Friday morning. We go and um, share Christianity 101. I was excited to see your website and it said some, I forgot his name, is in charge of discipleship. Chris, yes. I was like, I lit up when I saw that because we're to make disciples, right? Not, the Bible didn't say go into all nations and make converts. You know, we've heard that before, but that's true. It's, it's really not that hard to get someone to make a decision. But how many of us have seen people make a decision and then never see them again? Or they just go right back to the same old mess they were already in. So discipleship is uh, what we do in the jails and in the prison. So recently, in a few months, there was a girl, I'm going to call her Lori. She was coming to class every Friday. I mean, faithful. She was into it. She was committed. She, was, she had a plan for when she got out. I am not going back. I'm going to go live in Jay, Oklahoma. I'm going to da, 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 da. I mean, she had a plan and she had never been in trouble before. So it was a big deal for her to be in jail. And um, she missed one week. And I told the other girls, I said, tell her I'm praying for her because they said she was depressed. And anybody who's in jail for any length of time, they go through the, this dark period or sadness or depression. You just can't stay there that long and not go through that. So she went through that one week. She came back the next week and was like, I'm, I, they told me you ask about me. I'm not, I'm not going to miss again. <laughs> okay. 
I wasn't trying to guilt her. She said, I'm not gonna miss again. I, I don't need to miss. So she got out. She contacted us. Uh, one of our volunteers, Emily, gave her a care package. Uh, we have like a hygiene kit for when they get out, if they can contact us. And that's something we do too. And I can give details about that to have these these bags ready with shampoo and deodorant and stuff. So, because a lot of times they get out and they don't, they don't have anything, nowhere to go or have to go stay with friends or something. So we try to supply that. But she got out, she was really scared. They said, you can't leave Rogers County. So she went back to her old boyfriend and we never saw her again. I went and drove around the little town where she was staying, trying to find her and couldn't find her. And... um but during that same time, she was kind of the anchor of the group. And then she got out and I'm like, there always has to be that kind of person that kind of helps bring people in because we're not in the pod anymore. So we can't go back there and they just hear it automatically. They have to come to the class. And uh, another girl was there, kind of quiet, but she was always there every week. And another girl was there that was always there every week. And her name was Stacy, And she uh, was kind of quiet, but every once in a while she'd share. And she, was, she said, I just want to share the love of God with other people like it's been shared with me. And she said that one was the only thing I remember her ever sharing. And I really wasn't sure if she was paying attention or not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? For, you know, she did make that statement. Well, she got out. She contacted Vicki, one of our volunteers, a retired lady. She's older. And Vicki just took her, uh, you know, under her wing. And um, this girl found a place to stay through Celebrate Recovery, which we recommend. And she went to that group and started coming to our church. This was, how long ago, Lace? Stacy got out? January? December? Yeah, December. She's still coming to Destiny Live. She's doing well. She's in an Oxford house now. Uh, she's uh, going to a free school where they teach you how to be a dog groomer. This girl loves dogs, <laughs> loves pets. And so she's got a, even a career path going for her. And she has been going to our groups and she's doing well. And she was kind of one that didn't say much in class, didn't make these big proclamations. I'm going to make it. She just did it, you know, and she's still going and she's doing well. So um, Lacey was kind of quiet, but then she started talking more and sharing more and she kind of became the anchor of our group. And Lacey came every week and she never missed, I mean, months, months she was in jail and came to 101 and would pray with the other women, prayed with other women in the pod, was the light really, the encourager. And I mean, they really looked to her and she always shared. So she's here today. And so I'm gonna bring her up, Lace. Y'all say hey to Lacey. Uh, yeah. Uh, she, um, so she's been out since January. She lives in, it's called His House Ministries. They provide transition houses. Have you ever heard of Shebrews in Claremore? They run that. And um, so she's been living there in a transition house, which I highly recommend also. There's like five for women in Claremore and none for men. So that's why we're doing it. One coming. Yes. Yeah, so um, on the way here, I just want to say, you know, Lacey and I were just talking about her journey, and she said, you know, there is always hope. There is. And I said, that's right. So I just wanted you to share for a second what uh, God did for you while you were in jail. I really enjoyed um, Don't Look Back because um, I, I was committed to it. It was something that I wanted to do every single time I got to see Jules, and um, 
I just encourage everybody to do it because it's just an amazing thing. And um, I am going and doing so great in a Ronda Bear program right now. Um, he's restoring me back to my family. He's restoring me back to my kids. Um, I just, I have hope and there is a future. Um, like Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, he has the plans to prosper you and to have, give you a hope and a future. And you know what, there is, there is hope out there and any shame you have, any, anything that you have, just talk to God. I mean, he is there every step of the way and I have hope. And I know that everybody in here, if you need him, he's there every day of your life. Any step, any chance you get, just talk to him. He's there. And I thank you. Y'all love her. Uh, I was going to say something important. <laughs> uh, this is all I was going to say, actually. She's an example right here in front of you. She's not the only one. I mean, there's lots, but um, you know, we're her Stand in the Gap family, yes. so we're very involved in in her life. We meet with her twice a month, but we see her a lot more than that, anyway. And this is because of you guys. Yes. I mean, this doesn't happen. Um, without support, and I brag on No Limits Church all the time. I'm like, besides our home church of Destiny Life, you guys are our number one supporter. And I'm just like, you, you know, I just tell people, you gotta go and check this church out. It's amazing, and their music is amazing, and their pastor, I mean, just, I brag about you guys all the time. So what do you wanna say to No Limits Church? I thank you guys so much for supporting it. And um, I, I just, I love being here today. I really do. And um, I just see all these beautiful faces and I just, you know, God is amazing. And just, you know, keep pressing forward every step of the way. Amen, all right. Uh-huh. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, keep, keep them in your prayers and us in, our, in your prayers. You know, um, there's plenty of women and men that get out, and it is a struggle. It is, um, there are difficulties to overcome. Um, and Lacey's looking for a job right now. She was working at Golden Corral, and then they shut the door. <laughs> so uh, she's looking, but she has some prospects. But just be praying for her, a good job, and open the right doors of where she's supposed to be. Um, Debbie now is gonna come and share about the needs of Don't Look Back. Although Gina took care of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good. I told Kate I might need a, a microphone up here because I have papers. So if they fall off, I apologize. I'm Debbie, Jules' older sister, much older sister, Chris's sister-in-law, favorite sister-in-law. <laughs> um, my husband and I have been helping with Don't Look Back since the beginning. Uh, most of you in here probably either know someone who is or has been in jail or prison. The odds are extremely high. A few uh, fun facts about the state of Oklahoma. Incarceration rate per capita. Oklahoma is number one in female incarceration rate and has been for the last 25 years in America. Number one. Oklahoma is more than 50% of the average incarceration rate in the United States of America. More than 50%. Oklahoma is number one in the United States of America in incarceration rate. And just recently, as in this month, Oklahoma 
was named number one incarceration rate per capita in the world. Yeah, that's what my notes say, wow. You know, for some people, they might go, ooh, that's a little scary or that, that's uh, a little concerning. Well, yes, I guess it is. But you know what I see it as? Opportunity. You know, we have God's mission field in abundance here in the state of Oklahoma. You know, our communities and our state is filled with prisons and jails that are overflowing with men and women who need God in a real way. We would all agree with that. Chris kind of can come back up and preach about that probably. Um, there are churches who go in and offer church services in jails and prisons, and that is needed. That helps build the community of Christ in those locations. But don't look back, and if I say DLB, that's just how we abbreviate it. Don't look back as different. You know, great things usually start when a need is being met. Chris was going in with another organization offering church services, and he saw the need. And as you've heard, the need was taking people and not just getting them to come to Christ, but helping them to build a foundation of Jesus in their life so they have a better chance at going forward and growing in their walk with God. Because like it was mentioned before, you can get people, okay, yes, accept Christ, and then that's it. And if they've never gone to church or they know nothing about church, they don't know what to do. I mean, they still have God in their life, but you still need to build a foundation. So that's why it's so important. And then also, it's already been talked about the Don't Look Back house. You know, it's even taken a step further. Um, and I don't know how much has been shared about the house in the past. The house was given to them a uh, long-term lease for free. And so just remodeling the house is really the only investment. Most of it's been donated and free labor. There's a guy who's over there. I know you guys have probably touted him. He's, how old is he? 82 years old. He's over there almost every day. I mean, I pull up because it's right next door to our office. I pull up and I'm going, oh my gosh, Jerry's over there again. He's just, he's a working machine. Yeah, it is awesome. But there's a lot of volunteers who've come in and helped with uh, various things. So that's part of the things that how they accomplished the mission of Don't Look Back is going into the jails and prisons and offering this Christianity you know, path 101, 201, 301 to help inmates create a foundation in Christ. And also then the transition house is kind of that step further. So if you want to know how you can help, one, you know, a one-time donation. Generally those, the one-time donation generally is going to go to the, just to the general ministry or, you know, we have to purchase the books that they take in to go over with the inmates. Sometimes you might go in and you give an inmate a book and then you never see them again. So those books always have to be, you know, repurchased all the time. And that's a cost. Um, sorry. Yeah, and then, you know, that kind of covers that part of it. And then monthly support. Monthly support would be you pledge to give, you know, X number of dollars a month. 
That's the money that would go into helping Chris transition into full-time. My heart really is to help Chris go full-time. He is the hardest person working I've ever known. He works regular jobs to support his family. He goes into the jails and prisons every week faithfully. He's at the transition house helping the volunteers, overseeing, creating the plan for when it's operational. And can you imagine if you let this guy go full time? You know, the possibilities are endless. And no offense, but Chris is old. (laughs) I say that he's the same age as me. So we joke around about that. (laughs) And I would love to see, just like a pastor is paid and his job is pastoring a church. I would like to see monthly support enough raised from enough, you know, churches and individuals that Chris doesn't have to worry about working jobs. He can get up in the morning and when his feet hit the ground, he's focused on don't look back. And that is his job. So we will have um, monthly support forms in the back. Outside in the lobby, we have a table set up where you can actually buy t-shirts. We have the monthly support forms. And I know this is crazy, but there's no amount too small. You got 10 bucks a month, great. We'll take it. Because we're going towards a goal. And they, they are very frugal. It's not like they go blow a lot of money. They don't have to have a lot of money to live. But I would love to see that happen, you know, sometime in the next year where he doesn't have to worry about working on jobs. So I will be back in the back with them helping to do the t-shirts if you have any questions about, oh, my other thing was gonna say, you know, there's nothing too small and there's nothing too large. (laughs) We'll take either. So Pastor Cade, if you wanna come on up. I'm the last one, so see you guys go, yes, lunch. Y'all listening? Go become a monthly supporter. Seriously, 10 bucks a month, go do it. 50 bucks a month, go do it. 500 bucks a month, anybody? Yeah, go do it. Vista, did you have something? Absolutely. Uh, right now, here's, here's I'd like to give a little testimony because the holdup, a lot of it's been uh, having someone come and be uh, leading the house, right? I needed someone in the house. You can't just give a house to a bunch of inmates and say, hey, hope you make it. <laughs> Glory. So we had to have someone to lead the house, right? Well, uh, in the process of all that, uh, we lost our home. And someone gave us a home that's within a block of the house that was given to us. Does that make any sense? And so now I can look out the front door of my home and see the back door of the other home. I will be leading the house. So now I can put five people in this house. And five men will be going through the same thing I went through. They will be going through programs. They'll be going through Celebrate Recovery. They will be doing a precept upon precept upon the Word of God. And they won't have no free time to go do something else because we're going to keep them hooked up. And if we keep them moving forward, then the one gentleman who rises above within the house in that first six months to a year 
will begin to lead the house. And then I can step back and go get another house. And go, that's already been prophesied. Go get another. And then there's going to be a ranch. And on the ranch, men are going to build tiny homes to keep and take with them and learn construction. Learn. God's already showed me this. But right now, we're trying to start the first one. I can't spend a penny anywhere else except on this house. Because if I do, then I've broken anything that I said that I would do. Because people have come up to me and said, hey, why don't you go, bit why don't you go rent this? Why don't you go buy this? Why don't you go? Everybody's got a little advice, right? And so, why don't you go do this other thing? And I'm like, I can't spend a penny to go do that because every penny is supposed to go to this house. And so once this house is up and running, five people within the house with a leader, right? It's a two-story home, has three bedrooms. Uh, this gentleman that's been working with this man, I don't even know how to explain what this gentleman's done. It's crazy. But uh, we've been donated. In fact, your church donated all of our uh, toilets and vanities and everything that we have in there. You gave that. And so uh, any other questions? Did I answer that? And I just want to testify. Go ahead. The book. Oh, we've got one to show, but that's going. We're going. I'm visiting with somebody about that. <laughs> yes. And so, if nothing else, for you to be familiar with it for what we are doing. See what I'm saying? But we were 18 years in another church crying for discipleship, and we never could get anybody to open a door for nothing. I'm not talking. About I'm just saying it just wasn't available. And when we moved to this other church, bam, there it was. And it's a program that someone can step right into and walk out their Christianity. It's discipleship. Hey, man, let's do this together as I step on your foot. No, it says, we. you see, it's to do it together. And one, can I give eight more testimonies? How about one more? Me and Mark Davis, who goes with me, and you'll meet him next week. Me and Mark Davis, as we go to the prison, the first week we were going to prison, we said, man, wouldn't it be cool to have a van and have all these people in it and be converting, you know, talking about what we're going to do in the prisons we're going to go to and just sitting there and interacting with one another and nice van. And, oh, man, that'd be great because we were in an old red pickup, 93, with no air conditioner. And anything would have been good, Right. About uh, six months ago, man, a gentleman walked up to me in a church. I was sitting on the corner. He walks up and he goes, man, I got something I need to give you. And I'm like, okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and so he turned around and walked off. Well, about five minutes later, he comes back up to me and says, man, I got a van I want to give you. Dude, it's sitting outside right now. It's a conversion van, exactly what me and Mark had been talking about that God had already put into our heart so that we can take that. Multiple cars have been given. I mean, it's been amazing because I'm going to tell you right now, the moment you step in to what God has for you, he'll blow it up. Amen. So for those of you who don't know, we support them by giving $500 a month from this church to Don't Look Back. But we're going to see that become 1000 and then 2000 and then 5000 We're just going to watch it grow because... Our name, I believe, I believe it. And whether you're fully on board with me yet or not, you will be because you don't have a choice. <laughs> Amen. Can you guys see now how No Limits Church, like it, 
it just fits with Don't Look Back. Like, it's like a perfect marriage here. We're gonna support them. Isn't it cool that like we can be involved in what they're going out and doing? Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't know that I would be that effective in the prison. But I am through, through my giving. So you guys, even though we give as a church, I want you guys to give as individuals. And I'm not asking you to do something that I don't do. We, I give as an individual to Don't Look Back Ministries. Even if it's $5 a month, you gotta just go out there and you gotta take the step and just do it. Because that's when God, it opens the door for God to work in your life. Because God says when you give, you receive. Do you believe the word? I do. <laughs> Y'all, this ministry is... It's gonna exceed your expectations. And you already know that because you've seen God give you vans and give you houses, and, but that's only the beginning. Like I see millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in the future funding this ministry because you're not only gonna be in Oklahoma, you're gonna be wherever you wanna go, man, nationwide, yep. And that, the, your, your heart for Chris to be full-time, it's not very far away. It's, it's in the very near future, it's coming. So just, just see yourself there, Chris, see yourself. That's full time because that's, that's coming and you're just going to step right into it. It's going to be awesome.